All right, welcome to the Dominant Agent Real Estate Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about what I think is probably the most important thing that you can have when wanting to grow your real estate business. Um, and, and it's going to be how to create a plan, how to get clarity, really how to make sure you're taking action and getting the right things done, not just getting things done that you end up having to do over or doing the wrong things right. But before we start, if you want to dominate your market, if you want to become the dominant real estate agent in your market, if you want to get more listings and do the highest leverage activities you could possibly do, which is staying face-to-face with sellers, make sure you go check out Listing Class. It's, um, it's a class that we just started. Actually, the first one's coming up. We're going to be having enrollment for the next class. Uh, but there's a short little video that walks you through what we're doing online with social media and funnels and stuff like that. You can watch it. It kind of walks you through everything that I think is working right now. And uh, if you like the video, then take the class. If you don't, then don't take the class. With that being said, let's talk about what I would consider one of the most important things that I've ever learned um, in just growing a business as an entrepreneur. And it's really the concept of clarity. And so uh, this is real important because this morning, what I actually did is I went to FedEx and I printed out what I would consider as a scoreboard. And the scoreboard was... The things that I'm going to be keeping track of every single day and being accountable to not only myself, but um, a small handful of people that hold each other accountable based on what we're trying to do and what we think is the the highest, uh, best investment of our time. And really, that all starts with understanding the goal, right? A lot of people, you know, they want this is just my perspective. A lot of people have priority confusion. And um, I think priority confusion comes from not getting clear on not. Uh, on the things that you don't need to work on right now. So number one is there's a lot of things you're doing right now that you need to stop doing or that you need to give yourself permission to, to understand that, hey, listen, those things need to be done, but they just don't need to be done right now. So that's called prioritization. And there's a book uh, called The Goal. It's like one of the best books that you could ever read in business. It's actually mandatory reading in a, uh, most MBA courses. And it just talks about the theory of constraint. And your number one constraint that you're ever going to have in your business is going to be your own thinking, okay? And so you're going to want to take time to actually think about the things that you're trying to accomplish. Clarity is so important. And so what what I personally do is I try to distill down to um, a couple things. One is I I always give myself permission to have a backlog. So when I have ideas, I don't want to just like try to mute them and ignore them. Um, I write them down. I learned that, you know, over time I used to, first of all, when we first started, you know, helping real estate agents, me and Jay used to have this thing called project worksheets. We don't do that anymore, but the principle was the same. You know, we go to conferences and we would say, let's stab all these great ideas like a, with a, like a fish with a pen. We would write down the idea and that would just, you know, because when you're at, you get this like weird, um, anxiety, you start feeling like you're behind. Oh my gosh, that person's doing this. That person's doing that. Oh man, I got to do that. Oh, that's a great idea. And the sad thing is as an entrepreneur, especially if you're high energy, if you're one of those um, ADD type personalities, or if you're a C, you know, it can, you know, you, you, you can have priority confusion, overload, you know, paralysis by analysis. And so guys, the thing that you're trying to do is come up with the three things are one thing are two things that you can do that have the highest impact on what you're trying to accomplish. Now, there's a lot of great books that came out. Um, one of the first ones was re- that came out that help you go through this process. 
Um, when I work with someone, this is where I always start. If I'm working with a pl private client, I just know that their ability to take what we're going to talk about and actually get it across the end zone is going to be really um, is going to be dependent on you know them having clarity on what success looks like and what activities that they're going to need to do every day to be successful. And so when you're looking at priorities, uh, there's a couple things to consider. So like you know we have what we call as different de decision frameworks. Um, but, but before I miss the original point, the book that I was going to recommend that I think is one of the best at prioritization is a book called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. It's written by Vern Harnish. He wrote another book called Scaling Up. Um, I think that's a little bit more complicated. It's a little bit, uh, listen, if you, if you built a large team, you're building a huge company, great. You, you can, you can move to that framework or, or something like that. But I think if you look at Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, the truth is, is that's the book we originally um, used to help grow our business and, and gave to a lot of agents and I think laid the foundational uh, framework. But the, the, the core is, is understanding, when, when I said the goal, understanding what is the goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get more listings? What's the number one thing that if you got this one thing makes everything else infinitely better? So it's trying to understand what's the number one thing holding you back. So I talk to a lot of agents a lot of times and it's lead generation. I talk to other agents a lot of times and it's lead follow-up, you know, and sometimes, you know, if you think about it, you got a, you got one agent who needs more leads and you got another agent who can't get his agents to call the leads. So like every person has a different problem. Um, some people have no leads, but then their constraint is they have no budget um, or they have money, but their constraint is thinking because the last nine things they did didn't work and they're they're really operating from a scarcity mindset of does marketing really work if I put money you know they look at just the expense but not the income which is like oh my gosh if I if I invest four hundred dollars that's four hundred dollars but here's the thing you know for me it's the opposite you know if you would have taken away the things that cost me money that were expenses in my business that were producing the highest ROI my business would have you know my business would have um, imploded because Without those expenses, I didn't get the revenue. And so a lot of the times I'm meeting with agents that are at a certain stage where like they just don't have the mental capacity to understand, put in a nickel, put in a dollar, uh, put in a nickel, quarter, a dime, get a dollar back, you know, and that's really one of the goals. The first thing that I do when I'm working with agents and I'm, I'm going through the priorities, I'm saying, hey, listen, do we have, do we have enough gas in the tank to get to the goal? And that's the question for you. I mean, do you have enough opportunities? If you don't, your business isn't going to grow until you actually get enough gas in the tank. And you can work on everything right. You can you can nail the listing appointment. You can have the prettiest listing, um, uh, you know, brochures. You can have the best looking sign. You can have the best looking logo. You can have your scripts and dialogues. And but but at the end of the day, if you have no leads or if you're not making enough calls, then you don't have what I would consider as an effort metric or a KPI. A KPI is a metric that you track on a daily basis that has a cause and effect relationship on your desired outcome. So for me, you know, there's a KPI, which is a key performance indicator, and there's a KRI, which is a key result indicator. Key result indicators are going to be like revenue or how much you weigh on a scale if you're trying to lose weight. And a KPI is going to be something you do every day, like outbound calls to, you know, a certain area, it could be calories burnt, you know, something that you do, miles ran, things like that. And I'm just using both of those different examples to, 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 to kind of communicate the point that you need to have an activity that you do every day, and then you need to have an activity 
um, uh, our, our number, I'm sorry, a metric, however, that you track that, ha that, that has a result. So a KPI and a KRI. And you just need a handful of those. And in fact, when you start hiring people, one of the best things you could do is have a KPI and a KRI that governs how you're going to measure their success because the best thing you could do for people is let them know the, how you're, how you're going to be um, measuring um, their success so that they have clarity on, on what they need to work on every day. So with that being said, you know, one of the best KPIs right now that I'm working on is social media, social media and posting. It is unbelievable because when people get on social media and watch videos of you and then turn around and see offers, they convert at a higher rate. As consumption goes up, so does trust. If you would like to know how you can leverage social media, how you could leverage your post every single day to grow your business, generate more listings, then make sure you go check out listingclass.com. It is an amazing class. It will help you grow your business. Um, I think it's like the wild, wild west right now for people who are doing it right. There is a right way and wrong way, and we put that all on the video. You can watch the video. If you like what you see on the video, you can take the class. Um, anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, back to the, the metrics we were talking about. So you want to have critical metrics. You want to have a handful of things. And then for me, there's two real methodologies here, and I'm going to give you what's worked for me. You know, I learned some of this from building software over the years, um, and um, a lot of people don't know, but, um, you know, there's there's a lot of tools and stuff that, that agents use every single day that, you know, I worked, you know, I went kind of from being, <laughs> when I got into real estate, I didn't know I was going to have to learn marketing, and when I got into coaching and training, I didn't know I was going to have to, I, I didn't know I was going to be really passionate about um, finding a better way and helping agents, you know, be more productive and so that led me early on into, into you know, working with some of the top software companies that um, allowed me to, in, in, you know, were gracious enough to grant me ownership opportunities, which, um, you know, was very, very good for me. But I think the best thing I learned with working with these companies was how to think differently. And so in the software business, they run um, some of them. They have different things. But one of the things they do is they run sprints because they have so many feature requests. And so. When you get feature requests from your user base and you have limited resources, no different than a real estate business, your resource might be time or money, you have to then prioritize the things that are going to bring the most value to the user base because every single day are in, in the sprint, you're going to be running a sprint every week or two weeks, and that's where everybody on the team um, is going to know what things they're going to be doing in order to produce value for the users that are the people that basically pay the bills around um, the company. So I, what I learned from them was, you know, in Rockefeller Habits, what I used to do is I would run my priorities out over 90 days. And in the book, it says if you're growing at more than, faster than a certain percentage, 100, if your company is going to double year over year, then you should be looking at your priorities on a monthly basis. Um, when I grew the real estate brokerage from scratch to 268 transactions, we ran sprints every week, and then we moved those to every two weeks. And so here's what that was, is we basically lay out, you know, we get really clear on the goal, and that's where most of the time was being spent. We would, I mean, we would just lay out all the things. And, you know, when you're laying out the things, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to an outcome, or, 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 which is an opportunity. Um, you're trying to produce a result. And so it's at the very highest level, right, that you're having conversations. Hey, listen, you know, we could get more agents. We can get our current agents trained better. We could... Um, we could generate more leads. We could follow up better with the leads that we have. And an example would be like, you know, imagine every agent on your team's getting 12 leads. Well, it's obvious if everybody's getting 12 leads and they're calling them all the time and everything's working there, you're speaking to a certain percentage of those, then yeah, you're, you're going to need more, more leads. But if, if everyone on your team's getting, 
you know, 100 leads, but they're only speaking to 10%. And those 100 leads have been compounding over the last three months. You know, from my, if, 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 from, from my um, experience, as those leads start to compound month in and month in, month over month, then what happens is um, you have a lot of waste because leads decay over time. And so you might not need more leads if you're speaking to 10%. You might need a better follow-up system. And for us, when we did partner, we created what was called the 29-day perfect follow-up campaign that allowed us to get 43% of all of our leads to either call, email, or text us. And that was, you know, our leads came in Saturday and Sunday, which was 34% of the time, 17% Saturday, 17% Sunday. And so right now what happens is if you don't have a good system for follow-up, which obviously fortunes are made in the follow-up, then you might need to put a better system in place. And here's what the book said with Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. You should really have nine documented systems. And in the book, it said either every quarter or if your company's growing at 100% year over year, then every month you should be reviewing one of those systems. And this is where Kaizen comes in. Kaizen is called the improvement process. This is Jay Abraham. What Jay Abraham says is, before you go try to engineer growth in your business, why don't you first start maximizing what you're already doing? So for an example would be, if your website's only converting at 2.8% and it could be converting at 9%, then that might be a priority over something else, right? And so what I'm trying to say is like, Measure twice, cut once. Use the time on the front end so you don't waste time on the back end doing things. And in order to do that, what you have to do is you have to have focus. And this is where the old um, saying comes in. You have to not be working just on your business or in your business, which is out there working with clients, putting signs in the yards. But you have to work on your business, which is taking the time and putting and having the discipline to say, okay, hold up. Right now, we want to be here and we're right here. I don't know what's going to happen next year, the following year, but I definitely need to know what we're going to be doing in the next two weeks so that we can manage the present and the future. You're going to always have table stakes, which is like, well, you have to take care of your clients. You have to, you know, you have to put the signs out. You have to get inspections done. Those are things that it just takes to be a real estate agent um, and a good one at that. But, but then there's also the art of being like an entrepreneur who's amazing at growing businesses. And that person, that person understands how to get a crystal clear vision of where they're trying to go. And then they know how to manage the resources and make the investments over time in order to make sure that every day they're moving closer to that goal. You know, and so, you know, the reason why I wanted to share clarity is because I've been spending a lot of time. My number one goal was when I when I sit down with an agent, my number one thing is I know for a fact if they don't have enough at bats, they ain't going to get there. And it don't tank brain surgery, right? Like they're either investing their time or their money. They either have enough of quality opportunities or they don't. And a lot of the times they either have a budget or they don't. And the cool thing with that is that it does not matter where you are. We are all trying to get to the same place. For me anyway, I was trying to leverage real estate so that I could have a better life than I did before I got into real estate, which was really translated uh, me having more time to do the things that I enjoy doing, like going to the lake, spending time with my family, And so if you want to find out what I believe is the best way to build a business now, now, today, not last year, not last week, but right now, then go, I I took about two full days writing out everything that I thought and recorded it on a very short, and I say short, short is obviously an opinion, but it's a short video. 
And I wrote out exactly what I've seen working right now with social media and funnels. And the reason why this is so amazing is because a lot of that, what I'm talking about is how to get organic reach and get the social media platforms like Instagram or Facebook working for you. One of my um, partners uh, in the last three weeks got 5,000 of his ideal clients to start following his business page. You know, a lot of agents, they post on their personal page. They don't have a business page. They don't use IGTV. They don't know how to use highlights. They don't have Linktree. They just don't even know how to set stuff up. And guys, listen, I was the guy that was teaching agents about direct response websites when they didn't have one. When agents had, you know, when the MLS was DOS, when, when, when agents weren't using text message and I'd get on the phone and say, yeah, the little green thing on your phone, that's text message. And they would say back, oh yeah, my daughter uses that. Guys, this isn't, this, the, the thing that you need to know is if you can be first on a strategy when nobody else is really doing it, you get an unfair, an, an unfair advantage. And so I believe the things that we're teaching on listing class are that you should go check it out. Listingclass.com. Get a clear plan. Get really clear on where you want to be. Do you want clients coming to you or do you want to be chasing them forever? Do you want to work with buyers and have no plan to work with listings? Or would you like, you know, three years from now for you to do like I did? I listed 368 homes in one year. I was on listing appointments every single day. And I could be because I learned one thing, one skill. I learned how to get in front of my target audience with a compelling message that was differentiated that allowed them to reach and rate or actually reach out to me or raise their hand. And so I would love to teach you how I think you could do that now if you want to learn. Again, listingclass.com. If you liked today's podcast, make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button. And um, man, you're in for a treat. The next two days, one of my metrics is creating a podcast. I think every real estate agent should have a podcast. Um, I have two amazing people, one of the top 10 agents in the world that's going to be on the podcast this week. And then um, one of the only agents that I know that really built the business in under four years to netting a million and now has expanded across the country and is helping um, different agents, you know, in different markets. He's from from Austin to Portland, Oregon. I mean, all over the place. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when those podcast um, episodes go live. And with that being said, go check out listingclass.com and we'll either see you from the top or um, at the top or from the top. All right, everybody, make it a great day.